You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. There was an article in the Daily Hampshire Gazette yesterday that just caught below the fold, but on page one of the Gazette that just uh, you had to gravitate to it. It was the headline was a natural, beautiful medicine about a Northampton high school student, an aspiring pianist who plays for patients at Cooley Dickinson Hospital. And with us to talk about it is that student. It is Noah Dabalois. He is a 17-year-old Northampton High School student who is also a member of the Northamptons and will be performing at the Silver Chord Bowl on February 11th at Smith uh, in that capacity. But also, he has been, well, um, an important figure at the hospital. And here to talk to us about it is Jacqueline Willette. She is the Director of Inpatient Behavioral Health at Cooley Dickinson. Jacqueline, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. So it was very hard to read this and not smile. Um, So tell us, uh, first of all, what is inpatient behavioral health at Cooley Dickinson and what role has uh, Noah Daub Valois played in assisting you in your efforts? Thank you. Um, Our unit is an inpatient behavioral health unit, and we help people that are having a crisis with their mental health. Um, They can come to us uh, for many different reasons. Uh, Most members are from our own community, um, and it's a short stay to get them stabilized so that they can get um, back out and be successful in their everyday lives. Um, I met Noah one afternoon. We were in the elevator together. Uh, Noah um, works part-time in our dietary uh, kitchen at the hospital, Um, and he approached uh, myself and the manager of the unit, Melissa, um, very, uh, you know, maturely, um, and said, do you work on the behavioral health unit? He had noticed our badges, um, and he said, you know, I play the piano, and I was wondering if I could play for your patients. Um, and automatically, just like the article gave you a smile, it gave us a smile, one, that somebody was willing to do that um, and that he had the maturity enough to come to strangers and ask um, if he could have that option to do. So let me, let me stop you right there. So assume that I'm having, uh, I'm in an emotional tumult right mm-hmm. now. I am um, somewhere between despondent and confused. And I seek help. Are most of your inpatients, are they people who sought help or are they involuntarily there? Uh, we probably have about 80% who seek the help and 20% who are involuntary. Okay, so if I'm in the 20%, I'm probably really unhappy because I'm involuntarily mm-hmm. uh, in your inpatient behavioral health unit. But if I voluntarily ask for help, um, so why would music on my floor help me when I'm in this tumultuous position in my life. Absolutely. Music, I think if everybody can think about it in the sense you're listening to the radio on the way home, you start bouncing in the seat when it's a favorite song, you sing a lullaby to a child, it brings them comfort and joy. Um, You sing the national anthem at a sports event, everybody's on their feet. It is something that brings everybody together. It's something that can bring back a memory. It's something that can just bring joy. And it's pure joy because there's nothing around it that is stating you have to do it. You could hear the song from down the hall somewhere, and it just brings back that feeling of uh, feel good, no matter what the tune is, whether it's fast, slow, um, 
I think it's just, it's an overall, I think like that article said, a type of music that can just, or medicine that can heal. Well, all of us can be learning more about how to treat mental illness, and we're all very aware of the need to, for society to get better at understanding. But I have to ask you, Noah Dub Balois, a 17-year-old, what made you think that you should make this offer to play piano to people who are in this uh, crisis period of their life? Yeah, well, um, there was a program at the hospital, and there still is a program called Music Through Healing, um, where... Uh, musicians go from room to room in the hospital and play for uh, the patients. Um, so I approached, it's normally like a guitarist or like a violinist. I approached the person who's in charge of the program um, and to my disappointment, they didn't think that lugging a 50-pound piano from room to room would work. <laughs> um, so then I got this idea, what about a place where typically there are a bunch of patients in one room so we wouldn't need to move the piano around. Um, and then that's when I had a lucky encounter where I was on the elevator with Jackie um, and some of her coworkers, and we just made it happen from there. Noah, you feel lucky that you're being you're able to do this. Is that right? I am. Like it's it's a gift for me just as much as it is for the patients. One of the reasons why I sought out this opportunity is just like every performance that you do makes you a better performer. Like my piano teacher always says, the only way to get less nervous performing is to get nervous more often. So um, I've just grown a lot performing. I probably would have been shaking in my seat in this chair a few months ago, but I've just gotten a lot more confident through this performance opportunity. How long have you been playing the piano? I've been playing for almost 11 years. And you're 17 years of age. Let me do the math. So you've been playing since you were six years old? Yeah. And you've been taking lessons throughout that period of time? Yeah, same teacher the whole time. Same teacher for 11 years. Lucky teacher, lucky student. And what kind of music do you like to play or do you like to study? Yeah, so I'm, I love playing ragtime. That's what I've been interested in. And it, it's great for the patients. It's super upbeat. Um, I also will play some, some, you know, like sadder tunes, like Hallelujah, but... Um, uh, ragtime is, is my favorite thing to play for the patients. So what year are you in at Northampton High School? I'm a senior at Northampton High School. And what does the future hold, the immediate future hold, for, uh, for Noah? Yeah, so I applied to Vassar College, which was my top choice, and I got in. So um, I will be attending there next year, uh, and I hope to pursue music. Uh, professionally? Yes, yeah. But I don't know, like, what... I think it maybe said this in the article. I don't really know what avenue. Like, I've done some composing. You're 17 years old, and you don't know what you want to do yet? I've done composing, performance, and then I'm discovering, like, music therapy is something that I really enjoy, and it's something that not, like, a lot of people are experts in. So that could be a really fun way to mix my love for performing and uh, playing. Yeah. Well, Noah Davalois, may I ask you, would you please give us a taste of what it is that you do at Northampton uh, for, for uh, not only at Northampton High School, but especially at Cooley Dickinson Hospital? Sure, yeah, I'll play um, one of the first ragtime pieces that I learned, uh, and it's a ragtime cover of the pop song You've Got a Friend in Me by Randy Newman. Thank you. 
Bill, that I'm just amazed at uh, what I'm watching. Uh, Noah Dub Valois, a 17 year old. I'm watching his hands here in the studio, and I'm astonished. Well, I I think the music is really quite amazing. I, I'd like to ask him a slightly different question, which you touched on previously, and that is, what made you think that this would be of benefit to patients at the hospital. Where did that intuition come from? Yeah, well, I just love music so much. Like, like listening to a song like that just makes me so happy. And you were talking about the Northamptons earlier, Buzz. Like, I, my love for music really took off in ninth grade when I saw the Northamptons perform for the first time. And I was just shocked by this effect that music can have on people. Um, so I think... I just, like, if I was in a state of maybe confusion, pain, I think I would want to hear music. So that's why I wanted to bring it to these patients. And do you have any interaction with them after you perform? Do you get feedback from them or not? I do. So one of my favorite things to do is to take song requests from the patients to kind of, like, personalize the experience to them. Um, and then also I have done duets with the patients before. So I've done heart and soul with the patients Occasionally, somebody will go, oh, I, I used to play piano, um, so we'll try to see what we can both play. Last week, there was a guitarist there, so we did some duets. Um, so, yeah, it's just really fun to, to play with the patients. Jacqueline Willis. Do- oh, go ahead, Bill. I'm sorry. No, I have one more question in that regard. Um, I'm wondering if you uh, received feedback from the staff about what the effect is of your music with regard to persons who are uh, hospitalized at Cooley Dick uh, in, in the psychiatric ward, um, particularly for persons, some of whom are, let me put it this way, some of whom are there involuntarily, but voluntary or involuntary nonetheless are, as you point out, in a place of crisis or they wouldn't be there. Yeah, I mean, maybe Jacqueline can speak about the more specific experiences, but I think every patient leaves with a smile um, and I'm able to make a really nice connection and a really rewarding connection with them through playing. So yeah, I don't know if you want to add to that, Jacqueline. Jacqueline Willette, please. Yeah, I think that um, what's interesting is the room that Noah plays in could be empty and then he'll start playing and people just start coming, you know, Voluntary, As I would, I'd be running to get They there. hear the music, they come down, um, and not only patients, but the staff. You know, staff in a hospital these days have stressful jobs, um, and it brings a joy to their um, day as well. Um, not only um, for them to see the patient enjoying it, interacting with somebody, being able to show what their um, skills are as music or their enjoyment but to take a little stress away from their day as well as they sit there for a couple seconds and can kind of, I was swaying myself as you were just playing the song, you know, um, it just, it brings a good feeling all around. As was I, Jacqueline Willett, but as a director of inpatient behavioral health at Cooley Dickinson, uh, we all love music, just as Noah just said. We, we all had to bring a smile to our face because we love music. But in terms of the clinical treatment mm-hmm. that patients need and deserve, is is this a little different than, I mean, this is not medication. This is not psychotherapy. This is watching, in this case, an extremely talented young 17-year-old um, perform so well on his instrument. Does that do something more than just give us the same kind of pleasure we would go if we went to a concert? I think when, uh, yes. I mean, this is a fo- another form of music therapy. 
Um, they might not be partaking and actually playing the music, but they are listening. They're in a social situation. Um, it is a time where they um, sometimes will interact with one another. It's a social event. Um, we have we do have music therapists on the units um, where we see the same type of benefit um, that just having a concert, in essence, every weekend has for our patients. I know when uh, at a younger time in my life when I was when my job was really stressful, mm-hmm. and I would just love to go and hear music. Um, it would it, it literally took me away from what was haunting me and what wouldn't stop echoing in my head, and it brought me to a different place mm-hmm. where I could be focused. Is is that sort of what we're talking about here? Absolutely, we. We've had patients on the unit who, in essence, have been nonverbal. They haven't spoken to us. They have a hard time communicating, um, and a favorite song comes on, or somebody, whether it's a therapist, Noah, um, music that they're hearing, uh, it starts playing, and they start singing. So we get to see a whole other side of somebody. Music has that power to do that for people. The power of music. We're going to continue our conversation with Noah Valois and with Jacqueline We'll let the Director of Inpatient Behavioral Health at Cooley Dickinson. This is just a wonderful moment for us. We will be right back. More Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg coming up right here on... You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. And we are back uh, here in the studio. We have, well, the best medicine ever. We have... uh, a young 17-year-old, highly accomplished pianist, Noah Dab-Valois, who is volunteering at Cooley Dickinson Hospital. And we have with us Jacqueline Wallet, the Director of Inpatient Behavioral Health at Cooley Dickinson. I wanted to ask you, um, Jacqueline, what is the feedback that you get from those who are inpatient at the hospital uh, once they hear Noah perform? Yeah, um, the, you know, uh, there's not a lot of conversation that will happen often with our patients. Um, sometimes um, the music will allow them to come outside themselves for a bit. Um, so what we're really looking for is that state of mind and uh, a smile, um, maybe feeling their stress come down a little bit, which is always palpable. Um, so not a lot of conversation about it other than from the staff who can see what is happening and how it's changed the atmosphere. And it's all positive. What does that mean? Does it make it easier to work with people when they are feeling a little bit uh, uh, relieved of their burden? Well, if you take a room and you have 20 people in it that have all different types of crises going on, just the atmosphere itself, the environment can be very stressful. Um, and you've taken, you know, a half an hour to an hour of their day, and you've brought that stress down. You have alleviated them from thinking about what's going on in their mind. They might be able to step out of that for a little bit, um, and it has given them relief. Um, so uh, whether, you know, that was a pill that did that um, or listening to Noah play the piano, um, you know, it, it works. It's another kind of medicine. I've read and heard, Jacqueline, that sometimes... Um, uh, I've heard particularly skilled nursing homes and places like that, they will bring in animals, pets, mm-hmm. dogs, cats, which really change the feeling, make it more like a home environment for people who are residents. Uh, 
Do you employ that at Cooley Dickinson? We do, um, actually, all over the hospital, but we have it also on the behavioral health unit. We have a pet therapist who comes in. Um, she brings a poodle named Puddles. Um, so, uh, and again, it's both, uh, it's great to see the patients just interact, to be able to sit there and pet um, Puddles um, and give them some normalcy to their lives, you know, even if they're missing their pets at home. We have a lot of different um, types of therapies like that that we try and, and make it more normal on the unit for the patients. So, no, you're kind of like the poodle named Puddles. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they, they mess up and they call me Puddles, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're pretty young to be in an environment where there is suffering. And a lot of these folks who are there, it's a time in their life when they're suffering from uh, whatever that turmoil is that we call uh, behavior unhealth. And so someone your age to be exposed to that is, does that impact you or do you just come in and out and you're not really affected by that? I mean, it definitely is very eye-opening, but at the same time, like some of my friends ask the same question. And what I normally say is like a lot of these, like, like when I heard of West Five, I had a total different image of what is West Five. West Five, sorry, is is the floor That's that the I unit. play on. It's the unit, yeah, the psych um, unit at the hospital. And I like when I originally heard about the floor before I had been up there, I had a total different picture in my mind of what it would be like. Like everybody has seen a movie scene where they go inside of like a place like that, and it, these most of these people are just the nicest people. They're super kind. Um, if you saw them on the outside, you would have no idea that they would need support. Um, so I think that that was like a really good lesson that I learned from this. Bill, I think there's some hope for us for, as a species. Well, I, I really, you know, I really congratulate Noah on having the insight to say, I may be able to help and to having the proficiency, the expertise and the musical chops to be able to perform so brilliantly and mostly just to do it because it's the right thing to do and you can bring a little joy into people's lives in a place that is, I think for most people, most of the time, pretty joyless, to be honest. And I really appreciate what he's done. So congratulations to you, Noah. Thank you. Here, here. His name is Noah Valois. He's a 17-year-old at Northampton High School. He is also a member of the Northamptons who will be performing on Sunday, February 11th at the Silver Cord Bowl at John M. Green Hall at 2 o'clock. But he's also the pianist who joins uh, those who are valiantly there to help us. Jacqueline Willette, the Director of Inpatient Behavioral Health at Cooley Dickinson, thank you for coming here today. Thank you for allowing Noah to help so many people, and uh, thank you for all that you do. Noah, would you do us a favor and play us out? Sure, I will play uh, Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. It's one of the favorites on the floor. Well, hallelujah.
That's Noah Dabarois. It won't be the last time we hear his name. Thank you, Jacqueline Ouellette. Thank you. And thank you, listeners. Remember, don't just talk the talk. Walk the walk like Noah does.